0: Well, that was a brutal, brutal late night in San Diego last night for the Philadelphia Phillies on many levels. We'll dive into it all. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 4th, as we come off just, I think, all around when you take it all into account, probably the worst night of the season for yours and mine, Philadelphia Phillies, as the Phillies coming off a four-game losing streak, including getting swept three straight in Los Angeles after going out, wanting to play with the big boys, face the top dog in the NL, and the Dodgers had their way with the Phillies. I mean, it wasn't even close. As we've discussed, Saturday, the only game that felt truly like it could have swung one way or the other, but just a really disappointing performance, and then last night they go into San Diego and just put up a stinker, just a stinker, and, and what you figure is a a meaningful game or should be after the performance in Los Angeles, the skid, you got Aaron Nola on the hill, and look, I do think that there is a little bit of um human element here. Andrew McCutcheon in the first inning, we'll dive into it all, but he goes down with a seemingly uh serious injury at the time, and that's the kind of thing that will deflate a ball club. But Phillies had a one-nothing lead after that at points. They they just weren't ready to play. And really just an incredibly disappointing evening on so many levels. The Andrew McCutcheon thing, the the main headline we'll get to the Impact of uh, the McCutcheon injury, where we're at with that, but first looking at just the game itself, the Phillies lose McCutcheon in the first inning, but Nola pitches relatively well for the first few, gets himself out of a jam uh, in the third, a really nice job, uh, first and third, no out, gets out of it. Fourth inning, uh, the Phillies the Phillies only had two hits through the fourth inning, and the, but those two hits in the fourth were I Reese Hoskins double and J.J. Romuto single that scored A run before Romito's turn out second the Phillies offensively anemic this game but they take a 1 nothing lead but that would all fall away Fran Miel Reyes ties it up at one in the fifth and then Aaron Nola would fall apart in the sixth the 1-1 game at the time it all spirals apart ends up he ends up allowing uh three runs gets taken out at 4-1 then then, uh, ultimately, Nola charged with six Earn as J.D. Hammer comes in and allows a grand slam to Manny Machado, putting it away. 8-2 the finals. Romito would add a home run later. And, again, just a um, a really bad effort from the Phillies last night. Only six hits on the night. This is an offense that now, when you look back at the last few games here, two runs yesterday, one of which was when the game was – Absolutely meaningless. They score zero on Sunday. They score three on Saturday. They score three on Friday. Uh, Is a team that just hasn't uh, for an offense that is so talented, an offense that will be without Andrew McCutcheon very likely for some time. Um, Not great. This is not a great spot for where they're at. They've not played good baseball the last week, 33-27 now in the season. It's gotten so bad that the Braves all of a sudden are only a half game back, tied in the loss column with your Philadelphia Phillies. It was also disappointing last night to see Aaron Nola just unable to find that groove. And Nola coming off a month of May with a 2-7-3 ERA, He had pitched better. I think we've only seen glimpses of vintage Nola, the Nola we saw last year, the guy who was number three in the Cy Young competition in the National League and and had an outstanding season. We've only seen glimpses of that guy, but it had seemed over the last few series of starts that Nola was at least trending in the right direction, and that kind of uh, fell apart a little bit last night in San Diego as Nola able to kind of tough his way through the first five as he, he definitely didn't have his best stuff. The curve wasn't curving the same way. The fastball location was off, and ultimately it all came apart in the six for him as uh, just a, a really disappointing effort from Nola. Again, the last six earned, and uh, a spot where, talked a little bit about it yesterday, but this Phillies team having lost four straight games a Phillies team that had just been swept in L.A. by the Dodgers. You need your guy. You need Aaron Nola to come out and give you a good outing there. You need that. That's what you should expect from Aaron Nola, and this team didn't get it, and that's disappointing. It was disappointing. It was a disappointing outing for Nola. Let it slip away, and look, the offense certainly didn't help. I mean, let's be real, but it was very disappointing from well, You look at it from an offensive perspective, really, no one gets it going. And again, I do think there was a general deflation to the team after losing Andrew McCutcheon, the way they lost him. And and just to, to talk about how it happened, having the very first inning as McCutcheon draws the leadoff walk, and then Gene Segura, it's a pop-up to Ian Kinsler at second base. Kinsler, which in the moment made me furious but look it's a smart baseball move segura falls coming out of the uh box unable to get to first base quickly and kinsler lets it drop and is able to kind of pick off mccutcheon on uh off first base as he throws out the runner at first and then mccutcheon caught in a rundown mccutcheon trying to uh kind of move his way back to first base does a little pivot move going back and then just comes up grabbing his knee and it didn't Look good. It was one of those non-contact injuries where he went down immediately and, uh, you know, he kind of grabbed his knee and he looked up and he, you can kind of tell you on his face, he's like, oh man, this isn't great. This doesn't feel great. And um, it was just one of those plays where, and look again, in the moment I was furious in the moment I was livid with Ian Kinsler, getting my, my guy. The light of uh, our team, the guy who makes us smile, Andrew McCutcheon, for getting him hurt, but it was a smart play by Kinsler. You blame Segura for not getting out of the box and getting down to first base where it was a, a play that Kinsler was able to make. McCutcheon has to be a little more heads up than to, to get caught off there as well, but uh, ultimately it was a good play by Kinsler, and, and the, the freak outcome that came after uh, was the real issue, and it's it really cast a pall. Over the rest of the game, it really made it a tough watch, and it felt like the team felt it too. So I'm not excusing the, the horrendous offensive showing, but I do think it played a role. Ultimately, this offense has been not good enough, and especially if they're going to lose McCutcheon for any period of time, we'll get to his diagnosis or, or what we know of it so far in a minute. But this is an offense that has really struggled to put up runs. There's been no one you can really count on. No one. All of a sudden, no one's batting over 300. All of a sudden, Gene Segura is struggling. Cesar is not white hot anymore. Hoskins has been cold for a while now. Harper has got had a nice little hot streak there, but it's starting to quiet down from that a little bit at least. Look, I, I mean, this is a team right now where there is uh, Romuto had a nice night last night, but. Um, and look, Hoskins had a couple hits, you know, look, I'm not saying this team is destitute of offense, but it's certainly an offense that has not come close to reaching the level that we have not just expected from it, but the level that we saw that first week of the season, Uh, you know, we saw how relentless this offense could be, how difficult for opposing staffs they could be a lineup that work pitches, work counts that that had pop, that had versatile type of hitting styles. It just felt like a team that could get at you from a lot of different angles. And unfortunately, um, we haven't seen that offense a lot since that first week of the season. We've seen it in fits and starts, but in terms of on a consistency basis, which is ultimately what the best offenses are, right? You know, you can't be considered an upper echelon offense or a great offense if you don't Do it every night if you can't bring it when it's necessary. And this Phillies offense has gone cold for too many stretches of the season. And certainly out West, the the West has been a house of horrors so far for this Phillies team. Again, last night just a disastrous evening and a horrendous showing in a game where, again, You're coming off getting swept by the Dodgers, show a little chutzpah, show a little fight last night, and it was nowhere to be seen, especially when you're going up against Eric Lauer, who, no offense, the man is a trillion times better pitcher than I'd ever be, but compared to most major leaguers, he's not good. The guy they faced tonight, Chris Paddock, is a thousand times better, which makes him like... I can't even do the math uh uh infinity times better than me. Does that work? He's that much better. This is a guy last night that the Phillies should have been able to do something with. Eric Lauer should not be tossing a, a gem against a lineup like this Phillies lineup. Unfortunately, the McCutcheon part of it just it really again cast a pall over the night and McCutcheon. Uh, so, a knee sprain for McCutcheon is what they reported. He's having an MRI today. Look, who knows? I, I, I think we've seen too many of these situations where you can't tell until the MRI comes. It could be a tear, it could be an ACL tear. I thought it was an ACL tear in the moment when I have it happened. It looked like that type of thing where a non contact thing where someone comes up, grabs it, seems to know it's serious. That's what it felt like to me in the moment. We'll see what the MRI shows. Even a serious knee sprain could be a real injury that keeps him out for. Over a month, so this is not a minor situation. Most likely, who knows? Maybe we get lucky and it doesn't swell up much, and they, they take that more tomorrow And it looks great, and we're all giddy about it, but we'll have to see it. To wait and see, they did say that Adam Hazley will join the club in San Diego, getting called up from AAA. And obviously, if and, and likely, I would guess McCutcheon goes on the IL, Hazley would be added to the roster. Really fast track, nice to see the rise from Hazley. Hazley, of course, the former first round pick for the Phil's a few years ago, seventh pick in the draft, I believe a uh, uh, highly ranked prospect at times has had some struggles, but has been playing really well lately, moved up from Double A AA to A recently, has kind of been climbing the ladder, and uh, it's a fast track to the majors, but he's a guy who's got talent, at least someone, uh, I'd rather take a shot on talent than on a, a retread, um, or someone who might have major league experience, I'd rather give a shot to a young guy who's got the talent and can try and figure it out on the fly, that's at least my philosophy. So I, I'm. I, it'll be fun to see Hazle up here. I'm excited for Adam Hazle in a in a general sense, and I think he'll certainly be a better defensive option in center field than a than a Kingery or whatever. But, um, man, this McCutcheon thing's a bummer. And getting Jay Bruce certainly helps from the perspective of if you have another bat. You feel good about. I mean, I think we'll see Bruce in the left field uh, more often against right-handed pitching than not. With certainly if McCutcheon's out for any extended period of time, but. Um, It really does call into question this this offense the situation they got they got some holes all of a sudden and again, who knows what the McCutcheon injury really is if he's back in two weeks it's a very different thing than if he's back in two months. Um, And again, I'm just I'll be happy if he's back, you know, when the injury happened all last night watching the game, it really felt like it was a torn ACL. It really felt like he was unlikely to play the rest of the season. And and again, I'm not counting that out yet. Uh, I I don't know for sure that it's just a sprain that they felt like last night. MRI tomorrow, so we'll... MRI today, so we'll see. But um, for now, uh, at least, I think uh, uh, we're we're hoping for the best here. And uh, a knee sprain, a mild knee sprain would be amazing. I'm not... I'm preparing for anything, and we'll see how it plays out. Regardless, Adam Hazley it'll be fun to see Hazley up here. And, and regardless, it was just a, a bummer of an injury last night, and it cast a ball over the game, and it was an injury that was avoidable. It didn't need to happen. It was on that play that felt like that didn't need to happen. There were so many ways that could have not happened. If Segura had hustled out of the box and McCutcheon made a little more heads up, if Ian Kinsler had just caught the ball like anyone else in baseball does. Look, I know he made a heads-up play, but just catch the ball. Go on for the next out. It's so kitschy and whatever, but regardless, he made a nice play. I'm 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 still bitter. In case you can't tell, I'm still bitter. I was very angry staying up late to watch this game last night and then this is what we get. Um again, just a, a really a really frustrating night. And and I think when you factor in the fact that for us back on the East Coast, we're staying up till one thirty in the morning, whatever it is, trying to um uh, you know get up early for work and and making it through this game for this baseball team and when they don't necessarily reciprocate or give you back what you're hoping for it is a uh it's a bummer and uh last night was certainly a bummer on many levels all right coming up let's uh we'll dive into the McCutcheon thing if he's out for any extended period of time and just in general uh, potential trade options in the outfield not a uh not a very crowded list. When you look at the teams that could be maybe potentially not competing, also a couple roster moves. Uh, look ahead to tonight's game. As again I mentioned, Chris Paddock against Jared Eichoff. Not a great matchup for the Phillies, but we'll hold out hoping also the baseball MLB draft yesterday. Who did the Phillies take in the first round? We'll talk about that as well. Coming up, it's Phillies today. It's James Seltzer. We are coming right back. We are back. Phillies today, James Seltzer. Coming up in a little bit, we'll look at to tonight's game against the Padres. Hopefully, it will go better than last night. Almost like it's not a must-win. We're, we're in early June, but it feels like a must-win tonight. This team needs to win. We need to win. Five straight losses. To, ah, what a game, guys. Uh, uh, so, uh, discuss the McCutchen thing. The Phillies also made a couple roster moves yesterday. St. Colervin and Nick Williams down Brought. Jay Bruce on to the roster, and then Austin Davis back up. Guessing McCu- uh, Williams bringing Hazley up. Nice to see Williams has been uh, back and forth. We'll see how that plays out. I did mention, though, with the McCutcheon injury, I think it really forces us with the O'Double situation. O'Double came out yesterday. Uh, they added two weeks to his administrative leave, so June 17th now, when they, as of at least now, are, are expected to hand down a decision. So we'll see how that whole situation plays out, but... Um, I think that when you look at the situation with Oduble, the O'Double situation, Scott King, obviously not a natural center fielder. And look, you old Batamaisley comes up and, and fulfills his promise and, and is a, uh, a a player you can count on. But more likely than not, this team's going to have to go out and at least trade for one outfielder, potentially two. And that's after just trading for an outfielder. And it, it all depends a lot on what McCutcheon's injury situation is, but when you look around the league, not a lot of good options to trade for and none of them really a good center field options, which makes it that much more you know, not imperative, but it would be that much more helpful if Macy could contribute at that position or if Kingry can learn it quick. But the other issue with Kingry playing center field is that third base has become a, a wasteland when he's not there because Michael Franco is a disaster franco one of the worst sitters on the team batting like 210 uh, so they've got some holes to fill and if catching goes down it's really a, a crippling blow for this team if he goes down for any extended period of time is not only has he been an outstanding outfielder for them he is batting uh he is getting on base 37 percent of the time the man steps the plate and then also uh forgetting the offensive production which has been great the defense production has been great the base running has been great but the Veteran leadership this guy has brought. We've talked about it when he's been out on the field first practicing. He's, you know, not letting people make excuses, and uh, again, uh, just a, a positive, likable presence around that team. Really, just a a, a crippling blow uh, if he's out for any extended period of time. In terms of trades, again, not many center fielder options. I went through the teams that could not be competing, and and look, there could be some, you know, obviously smaller name guys who who change hands or someone who the, the, maybe more of a bench bat. I know they just got Jay Bruce, but the names that pop out, and I don't know if the Orioles will trade Trey Mancini. He's having a great year. Um, not a good defensive player, but he's been a really good hitter. I think that's probably someone they hang on to, but a name that looked up when you look around the teams. Um, these other names I think legit could get traded. You look at the Royals, Whit Merrifield. Obviously on a, a, um, a deal passed this year, he's got a few years left on a, a friendly contract they signed. M2 team-friendly, but I think Merrifield, the Royals, in a spot where they're you know, one of the worst teams in baseball, would be willing to do just about anything, and Whit Merrifield is a stud, would be the, the best possible option, in my mind, to trade for. He play multiple positions for you. I think that's highly unlikely. You'd give, have to give up a lot to get him, but um, I would love a Whit Merrifield move. Also on the Royals, Alex Gordon, not as good as Merrifield, having a nice year lefty bat. You know how much they love those lefty bats. Um, Not a great fielder. Used to be a really good fielder. Still all right. Um, Don't feel great about it, but I would be fine with it. Nick Castellanos of the Tigers, a really nice player. Had a great year last year. Has had a so-so year this year. Um, But a really nice player. uh, Playing right field for them. uh, Has played left field before. Could definitely do it. Uh, Not a center fielder, but a really nice young hitter. Also cost-controlled. He'd probably cost a fair amount, I believe i'm um, a free agent after next year i could be wrong about that um and then uh, two more names yasiel puig yes that lot yasiel puig with the reds they're five games under still uh putting on a front like they're going to compete so who knows but puig someone i think they consider moving and look the talents there is just about putting it together and consistency and all that stuff i wouldn't count on it but i think puig an interesting name someone who makes some sense someone who can Fill a hole for you, um, and maybe a platoon bat with Bruce, something like that. You could see, I don't know. And then, uh, how about this name, our old friend, Mr. Hunter Pence? All of a sudden, Hunter Pence is in Texas and he's been awesome. Who saw this coming? Nobody, Hunter Pence has revived his career, so it's a name to think about. Uh, I don't think uh, Hunter Pence will be their answer, but yeah, stranger things have happened. Uh, all right, uh, yesterday. The MLB draft. We talked a little bit about the Keichel and Kimbrell of it all yesterday. Neither of those guys have signed yet. The draft pick compensation is no longer attached to them, so uh, you would guess that they will sign in the next few days, as obviously there have been rumors about both of them being inquired upon by multiple teams as the Phillies, it seems, have been not linked to Keuchel at all, which is surprising because I think they need a starting pitcher maybe even more than a bullpen piece. They need both. But uh, they've not been linked to Keuchel at all. Uh, but they've been linked to Kimbrel, And I think personally I'd rather trade for a relief pitcher. I know you have to give stuff up for that. But I just I don't feel incredibly bullish that Craig Kimbrell is any good still. Had a rough year last year. At the end of the year was uh, obviously uh, in the playoffs a disaster for the Red Sox. They did win the World Series in spite of him um 31 just looks cooked obviously hasn't been pitching at a high level so far this season is not pitching in the majors so not pitching high level baseball right now i just wouldn't feel great about it ultimately i don't think they end up with either of them someone they did end up with though with the 14th pick in the amateur major league baseball draft the phillies selected shortstop bryson stott out of unlv the vegas Connection is strong for your Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Bryce never actually knows the kid, uh, but uh, Bryson Stott. Uh, it seems from everything I looked into, and I'm not going to tell you. I watched a lot of UNLV baseball last year, but I looked at the highlights. They look great. He's a shirt stuff and can play some defense. Uh, has a nice little bat, some pop, um, and also for what it's worth, when you look at all the mock drafts, all the pre-draft rankings. It does look like this kid was better than the 14th player on the board, someone who a lot of people thought would go in the top 10, someone who was ranked mostly in the top 10, certainly the top 14 of pretty much every single thing I looked at. So it seems like the Phillies did a nice job with Bryson Stott and uh, pretty excited about that. I'm a big, generally a big believer in the concept of draft hitting and sign pitching. Uh, all else being equal, um, so hopefully it works out. Look, hopefully Adam Hazley, a guy they drafted in the first round, works out. We will see. The Phillies, again, uh, for the first time in a while, the, the Braves breathing down their neck as the Braves a half game back now, only a half game back. Yikes, and they are tied in the loss column. Not great. The Mets four and a half back. The Nats only six and a half back, creeping back in it. Not great either. Uh, though not playing great baseball, more the Phillies doing, and then the more than ten and a half back. Um, as the uh, Dodgers at forty-two and nineteen now, they are nine and a half up in the West on Colorado's played good baseball lately. Uh, turning it around there, and uh, the Padres at thirty-one and twenty-nine, uh, ten and a half back in the West, but only a couple behind where the Phillies are at, so. Big one tonight, and it is Jared Eikhoff against Chris Paddock, a.k.a. a uh, distinct pitching matchup uh, advantage for the Padres. I will take Chris Paddock over Jared Eikhoff every single day of the week. No offense, Jared. Uh, But, look, last night, if you had asked me what I'd take, I would have taken Aaron Null over Eric Lauer every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. So, hopefully it flips around tonight. It's Arietta and Lucchese in a 340 start tomorrow. So, um Look, the Phillies need to win these two games, and they certainly need to win today. Uh, I just—it's time for the end of the losing here. Five-game losing streak—it's enough already. They're—they're they're better than this Padres team. Certainly, at worst, they're as good as them, and I think they're—they're they're better than this Padres team, no question. Win this game tonight. I know the Chris Paddock's on the hill. That guy's really good, but you, they need to find a way tonight. It's a big game tonight after the skid they are on. And they hand the ball to Jared Eikhoff. Hopefully he'll be the one to find a way to get it done. Either way, what really needs to happen tonight is the bats have to get going. Chris Paddock or not, the Phillies offense needs to wake up and score some runs. Hopefully that happens tonight. Either way, we will be back to talk about it all and more tomorrow. So thank you for listening. to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.